radio home of the 76ers. Oh boy, what a move by Embiid! 97.3 ESPN, WENJ, WENJ HD, Millville, Atlantic City. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. A Friday edition of the Sports Pass live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, 97.3 ESPN. Mike Gill, Hunter Brody, Josh Henning producing today's show. You out there, what is happening, everybody? As a weekend is creeping upon us, the sports world is creeping upon us. But baseball continues to kind of just hang out and wait for it all to pass them by. It's like... uh, Far side, passing me by. That's what I should have opened up the show with today. Things you keep on days. passing me by. Yeah, that's how I feel about baseball right now. It's depressing, Gil. It's For, a little bit depressing. I'm not going to lie to you. Pretty soon, um, you know, Max Kellerman has been making some waves with a comment he made about the NHL. Pretty soon, you might be able to put Major League Baseball into that same compartment. If they don't open their eyes and get this, uh, you know, get their act together. You agree? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, you know, that kind of just reminded me of our poll yesterday, which finished. So we should check real quick, you know, because that's pretty much hockey versus baseball. And I think to myself, hockey adds the upper hand. I really do. So 58% of people would watch the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Rangers over the Twins and Indians in an ALDS situation. Hmm. I'm wondering if that is, number one, because of the matchup that we proposed or if it was just blindly hockey versus baseball, number one. Or number two, how much of a bias does your following have being a hockey guy? You have a lot of hockey players and hockey people that follow you. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I can't just throw that under the rug and act like that does not matter. Like if I, I ran this, say- if I ran the same poll on my Twitter account, would there be? Uh, I'm assuming I have more baseball people that follow me than I do hockey people. No, that's fair. No, 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 definitely. Because I was looking through my followers yesterday while we were doing the poll, and I realized, you know, 70% of them, I all played hockey with my entire life. You know, they're they're part of my Twitter following. So, of course, it's going to be skewed one way, but I'm not mad about it. Uh, no, and look, hey, and this all kind of ties together, is that um, baseball is sitting on the sideline right now, and a sport like the NHL, they have a shot to kind of say, you know what? Hey, let's get back out there. Everything seems to be going right. If you just heard Scott Laughlin on uh, with Josh on the warm-up from Sirius XM uh, NHL Radio, he mentioned that there's peace and harmony in terms of their, um, um, you know, the union and the league. So um, they have a good opportunity now to get out on television and get back out there and get in front of the public eye and maybe make themselves somewhat, uh, I don't want to say re-relevant, but I think there's certainly, you know, there's some people that when we were growing up, when I was growing up, it was the big four. Hockey was there. They were a part of the lexicon. They were as big as everybody else, it seemed anyway. Now it's a clear divide that they are at least the fourth, if not 
a distant fourth. But baseball, I don't know where they kind of stand in that in that uh, you know Mount Rushmore, if you will. I just think baseball is it's more popular within their cities, but from a national standpoint, it's just very regional. I feel you know like. Obviously, Yankees fans love the sport of baseball a lot, and they probably watch outside of the Yankees because in New York, baseball is just a lifestyle. So there are certain situations in certain spots that do enjoy the league more than others. But as a whole, I just feel like the sport of baseball is all about your region and not so much like the NFL when it's, I'm an NFL fan. I watch all the games or college football. I watch all the games. With baseball, it seems to normally be just your squad for the most part. Yeah, I think baseball has definitely, you know, taken a big change from growing up and even like, um, you know, it, it had the strike uh, or the lockout in, in 94 where the season never, you know, finished. They had no World Series that year. And after that, it was a big change. I mean, and 98 with the Sosa McGuire thing, brought a lot of people back. That was a summer that people were going back to baseball. And now, after that dissipated with the steroids and everybody, you know, wondering who was on steroids, who was using steroids, a lot of those numbers seemed very tainted. After all that, it seemed as if things just kind of became very regionalized. And I know here uh, with the Phillies in 07, 8, 9, 10, 11, it felt like baseball was the biggest thing going. But realistically... It wasn't outside of the bubble that we live in. Baseball took a tremendous hit in other areas of the country, and now we're seeing as the Phillies aren't very good, baseball doesn't have the same following that it used to have, and that's a shame. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because when you were talking about the Flyers and what they once were, you know, back in the 90s and, like, back in that time, the Flyers, you knew every single year that they were going to make some sort of noise. They were going to be involved. And I wonder if that's similar to what we experienced with the Phillies because we knew during that run that they would be relevant. Well, back then with the Flyers in the 90s, like, we knew that they were going to be competitive. We understood that they were going to make noise in the postseason. So is that the same exact thing, essentially, just with a different sport? I don't know. Do you think that we will see baseball get back to the way it was, especially Phillies baseball? I guess I should say Phillies baseball. Like 07, 8, 9, 10, that run, 11, that Citizens Bank Park, that was the place to be. It was, you know, rocking every single night. You had the sellout streak. You had that place was just absolutely jumping all the time. Do you think that they get back to that at some point where yeah, the Phillies are the number? I don't want to say number. No one will beat the Eagles. The Eagles are number one. But the Phillies for a while were 1A. They were right there. They were nipping at the Eagles' buds. They were right at the ankles. If you have a roster that can hang as champions, like they, they are in the actual conversation. See, when we talk about the Sixers right now, we talk about the Sixers, but we don't talk about them the same way that we view the Lakers or we view the Bucks or we view some of these other teams. They're not at that level yet. But if if the teams we are discussing now, the Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, if they are in that type of conversation when it comes to championships, then, yeah, I do think that you can get to that level that it once was back in that 08, 09, 2010 rosters. Um, you know, I feel like, and, I, and, and look, the Phillies, they had that run. And it's been, my God, we're, we're talking about almost, it's been over 10 years since the Phillies won the World Series. Think about wow. it. Wow. It's been over 10 years since the Phillies won the World Series. 
That just sounds crazy in itself. And it's been almost 10 years now, going back, that the Phillies have been in the playoffs. Think about that. It felt like the Phillies going to the playoffs was a rite of passage, that it was just going to happen. And then it quickly ended, and it's been almost 10 years since they've been in the actual playoffs. And I always said right after that playoff run was over that I don't have a problem saying I think the Phillies fans are a little front runners. I think they're a little fraudulent because places like St. Louis and Boston, New York, baseball's number one, and that stadium will be filled no matter what happens. The Phillies will only go if the Phillies are good, and sometimes it's not even if they're good. They have to believe in them because the Phillies have been quote-unquote good the last couple of years into yeah, watchable. August. Watchable is definitely the way to put it. They weren't bad. They're not great, but definitely watchable, worth going to the ballpark Right. For. You might say, I don't believe they were a serious World Series contender, but they were still in the playoff race. They were playing meaningful games, and yet the ballpark was half empty in August when the Phillies are three games behind a playoff berth. That tells me that this is not a baseball area. It is just not a baseball town. Some people look at that and say, well, we're smart fans, Gil, because that means we don't support bad, like not good enough baseball. And I hate that conversation. That's terrible. You, you, you support the team if they are a squad that's in the mix, late down the stretch, even if you don't think that they're going to win a a World Series, you still support them. That doesn't make you a smart fan to not watch in that scenario. Right. I don't look at, you know, people don't say the St. Louis Cardinals fans are dumb baseball fans. No, they're loyal baseball fans. They're passionate about their team, whether the team's good or bad. They're always there. Boston, same thing. Uh, for the most part, I mean, the Yankees fans are very passionate. I would never suggest otherwise, but they don't constantly sell the stadium out. Um, you know, Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium has had its issues at times selling the place out. Uh, but, you know, Cubs, the Wrigley Field, now I get Wrigley Field is a tourist destination as well. Uh, but there's a lot of ballparks around the country that regardless of the, I want to say a lot, I, I take that back because, no, I think baseball has a problem. But there are those few places, St. Louis, Boston, New York, um, that have these great passionate fan base that support the team no matter what. And I feel like for that run of the Phillies, the Phillies fans felt that they were there. And I kept saying, no, as soon as this team stinks, that place is going to be half empty. And it's half empty. And guess what? Again, we used to have the conversation last summer. Wow, they're in the race and nobody's there. They went out and got Bryce Harper because the summer before they were in the race and nobody was there. Well, I don't really believe in them. Well, they went out and got Bryce Harper and you still didn't believe in them. So... It seems that baseball has kind of trickled down, and that's why I wonder if the listeners out there, if the baseball fans or the sports fans, we should say, because baseball fans are baseball fans, but do you really even care anymore about baseball and the return? Because the latest report out there is essentially saying that Jeff Passan reporting that Major League Baseball with the owners have for focused on a 48-game season. I mean, 48-game season is almost like, are you even going to waste my time? Yeah, it's like giving the finger. It's really what it is. It's like giving the finger to people who enjoy the sport of baseball. Pretty much. That's, I mean, you look at it now, the, ML, uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association wants to play at least 82 games. They are not willing to accept anything less than being paid full uh, prorated salaries. So 
you're in a situation where the players now might have to go back to the original offer from the owners and just put their tail between their legs. But here's the problem. They're not going to do that. They don't have the pride. There's too much ego involved to say, we're going to take your first offer. That's the problem. They might have to, though. I mean, they might have to, unless they are satisfied with the alternative, which is this 48-50 game schedule, where, sure, they're getting the prorated salary that they want, but it doesn't matter because they're not playing enough games. So they might actually have to do that. There's really no other option if they're not happy with this new one that Manfred came down with. Yeah, and I know, like, I've gone from, like, missing baseball because, like, look, I like having it, like, you always mentioned, just putting it on in the background. Love it. Like, I have, I've gone from missing baseball and the Phillies to some extent to shaking my head at these negotiations daily between the MLB players and the owners. And now I'm at the point where, bros, I, I really don't care if baseball comes back. I don't miss it enough to say I care because you know why? I've been surpassed by the excitement I have for the Flyers' playoff run. I've been surpassed by the excitement that I have to watch the NBA playoffs. And I can see some points from both sides. I get it. The owners are concerned about the revenue that they're not going to get because they don't have fans. The players want the pro-rated salaries, and they don't want to factor in the absence of fans. And we all heard what Blake Snell said. I'm not playing unless I get mine, basically. Uh, He said he had health concerns. But... I thought he sounded selfish nonetheless. I mean, I get the health concerns, but you would have played with the health concerns for the right amount of money. So that kind of gets lost in the sauce for me. And then there are those who think the owners are so affluent here that they can handle losing about $700,000 every single day that a game is played. That's how much money an owner is losing on a day that would have been in his home stadium. Every day they have a home game at Citizens Bank Park, they bring in about $700,000, if not more. That's just the average around the league. Just think if you're a guy who owns a pizza parlor and you got nobody coming in the pizza shop, but you got to keep paying everybody because in case somebody comes in. So I get it, it's on different scales, but I do understand that the owner's They might be rich enough to handle it, but what business wants to handle that? What business says, look, I got nobody coming in, but I'm going to keep paying you, and I just love to do it. (laughs) I just want to keep paying you because, you know, my pizza stinks, but I got to have someone behind the counter. So we've gone back and forth the last couple of weeks. We hear discussions, 81 games. Uh, the what was the player? One fourteen, and now possibly it's forty eight games. You know, how about? We end this thing right now. How about somebody just says, look, there's going to be no baseball. And I don't think that many people out there will care all that much. I honestly don't. So when Kellerman says no one cares about hockey, no. I almost feel like no one cares about baseball. Well, I don't think people care about baseball right now because you hit it on the head. There's other sports returning. If the alternative is, listen, baseball will come back. And, and like, if you, here's your two scenarios. You get no baseball, but playoff basketball and playoff hockey returns, or it's no hockey, no baseball, and then there's this big window of fighting with baseball. The fact that other sports is going to come back is what makes people not care about baseball more because you have your hopes up for something else that you already know has a plan and has structure and will be taking the floor or the ice 
within, I'd say, the next month or two. So that's the difference. If there was nothing going on with hockey and basketball, I think we would care way more about baseball return. Absolutely. If we were in the middle of the summer and they were just on strike or they were locked out and the other seasons were already done, this was the only game in town like it normally is. Baseball typically would be the only game in town right after you know the NBA Finals ends in June. Then baseball has June, like mid-June, July, August, eh, August it doesn't really have because football preseason comes in. Baseball has mid-June through July to kind of say, hey, come watch us, get on board, here we go. And this year they don't have that. They don't have those two. They're not going to own July. Well, they could. They could, Broads, because basketball's not coming back till July 31st. Hockey's not going to come back until probably at least July 31st. If they got their act together... They could get July 4th and say, we got our act together. July 4th is the day. It's going to be the kickoff of the baseball season. And I bet you you could get people who are excited on the 4th of July outside with a burger and baseball. Unfortunately, Ooh. they're going to miss all that. And at this point, you say, take your bats and your balls and your gloves. Take your $40 parking. Take your $12 beer. And see you later, pal, because I don't need you. Because if though they're going to change the schedule the way they have for basketball, I don't need baseball in the middle of the summer anymore. Because I'm going to get basketball from December all the way through July. And then when July's over, guess what? I'm going to get football. So baseball, you're running out of real estate, dude. Do you think that they value those three possible weeks in July with nothing else on that much? Because obviously they don't. Because if they did, they would be totally trying to find a way to get back on the field. So obviously, they do not value that. But when you said burgers and hot dogs on 4th of July with a little baseball, ooh, that got me excited. It should. But guess what? I don't think baseball is exci as excited as you are. I now, know. Look, sadly not. It, it, it seems like, like, why can't they all share in the lost revenue? in a lost season and just play baseball like we talked about the other. Recognize we're dealing with un unusually unique circumstances. Suck it up for one lousy year, play, and, and just get it done. You have an opportunity here to jump out in front. I, you know what's funny? We're talking about this. I heard today that the WNBA is talking about putting together a schedule of 22 games and playing starting July 22nd. And you know what I said? Wow good for the WNBA saying, I'm going to jump out in front of hockey and the NBA and try to get some attention. Baseball should take the opportunity that they have sl slowly lost over the years of lack of attention and jump out in front of everybody and get themselves back on the, on the national map instead of being stuck on this regional aisle. Well, the crazy thing is, I would say that majority of people probably agree with us right now when we say, look, here is a chance for baseball to stick out because there will be no other sports on. Here is a big opportunity. And the fact that they are not taking advantage of it just shows where they really are. I mean, it's so simple. When we talk about uh, being someone who has logic or not. I mean, right, there's plenty of people out there that's like, oh, you're not being logical. We scream about it all the time. This is so logical. Get out in front of everybody else. So this should be really telling us how much of a dumpster fire baseball truly is. And here's another lack of foresight. You know, the thought of there's a lot of reports out there about, oh, you know, we might see fans in the stands. We might be able to have 40% or 50% of capacity. Are they taking into effect that by the time October comes around, maybe when they get to the playoffs, they can open their doors and have people in there? 
That's a great, yeah, that's a great thing to bring up because, as I mentioned with the NBA philosophy, since they're going in Orlando, if the NFL has fans, I don't think the NBA cares. At this point, it's going to be what it is. There's going to be no fans. But the fact that the baseball league is going to play in their own stadiums, right. that gives them the opportunity to do that if it makes sense. That's my point, yeah, that they're going to play in their empty home ballparks. They're not playing at one uh, bubble city. They're going to play in Philly. They're going to play in Pittsburgh. They're going to play in uh, the home ballpark. So who's to say September, October rolls around when you're in the stretch run of your playoff possibilities that they say, hey, the ballpark's now open to 25% or 40% or 50%, and then you can start to make some money back that you had lost, but you can't have that possibility if you're not out there. Well, how about this, though? Think about what type of controversy that would start with the player union. Right, the players' union is going to be whoa, whoa, whoa! Now there's people in the stands. Now our players should be making way more money. How do we approach this now? Well, and that's why they have to come to an agreement on a on a on a on a a wage that everybody feels, I, I, you know, and that's the problem. You know, you don't feel. Everybody always feels like somebody's getting over one over on them, and that's the problem we have. Six oh nine. 573-3776-609-573-3776. Let's go to John and Kate May. John, you're on 97.3. What's up, John? Hey, guys. A way to start it off. Listen, I, I agree with what you said, except for, come on, Mike. These guys don't have no – we care about baseball. When they're putting a team on the field that doesn't move a runner or they, you know, trot down the first base – or they let it go over their head, or they're not playing. You know baseball, Mike. You coach baseball. You know the intricates of baseball. I've coached baseball. It's more than what you see. It's a lot about what you think. And them guys just were, like, way off. I wouldn't have went and, got and seen them up until now they got Harper. They got a catcher. They're starting to the show. They got, they got a manager now. The fans will be back. We never left. Well, they haven't been at the ballpark the last couple of years that I saw, John. Well, now, when, before that, you don't think that they've been there last year? Maybe it takes three years. <laughs> well, I would say last year there were people in the stands early in the season, but as it got to that late July, August, and we were used to that collapse by then, but people definitely started to stop going. There were more people in the stands last year than the year before. They had one of the biggest increases, okay. yet it yeah. wasn't uh, significant in terms of, hey, you're, oh. one of, you're, you're selling the place out all the time. I mean, it was just bigger than the year before, which was – abysmal the year before was one of the worst in baseball and you know what they were putting on the field mike come on i mean oh like i'm not said, disputing you're, you're, that the, the thing i'm not is, disputing though, what they put on the field i'm just saying they were in the race i mean they were two three games out in august we and that's my point that i'm making though john is that we didn't believe in them so we didn't go yeah yeah i just think that if they all it takes for a Philly fan is effort. You show us the effort, we're going to show you the money. You know, and, and I think also with what you guys said, I think I agree with you that they need to just play baseball for once, not worry about whether they make $29 million or two. And, John, great point to end it. Appreciate the call. That's the whole thing is, again, I hate to continue to pound this message home. There's a lot of people who financially 
are not doing what they thought they were going to be doing at this point of the year. And they have to figure out a way. The baseball players and their union just have to say, hey, we're writing it off to 2020. I hate to be like, well, there's a high school baseball kid who didn't get to play his senior season and equate that to a baseball player who was making 20 million having to make only 5 million. Well, guess what? Boo hoo. <laughs> you know, be a part yeah, of it. Absolutely. Boo hoo is right. Now, John said something, and I want to get to it on the other side, but he mentioned effort and being there if effort is there. But what about if the record's there, but people just don't believe in them? No fans will show up? That's weird. Brought to you by Matt Black Kia. They want to get you approved today. That's Matt Black Kia, Black Horse Bike Egg Harbor Township. Mike Gill, Hunter Brody, Broads81 at Mike Gill Show on Twitter. Follow us there. Ask Mike and Broads. Happy Hour Friday. Todd Rank tonight. Andrew DeCecco, Football at Four. Just getting started. Uh, Mike Silski at the Inquirer wrote an interesting piece today. Uh basically suggesting that people were staying home from sports before the pandemic what will happen after the pandemic in other words attendance has been down already flyers were not drawing very well this year they started to draw better as the team got better towards the end there they were starting to fill it back up but the flyers would perennially sold out they weren't selling out sixers though they do i mean they sell the building out pretty much all the time oh yeah no doubt about it But I want to touch on that Flyers thing. See, I I am extremely disappointed with what the building has been like over the last few years, and specifically this year. When you go to the games now, it's no longer that obnoxious Flyers crowd that's chanting the whole time, like the, let's go Flyers. You don't get that anymore. It's very businessy. You sit there. You can almost hear people speaking as if it's a baseball game. Like they're just having casual conversation, and it's not the same insane crowd. Now, the old school people like PT will say that's because there's no fighting. And I disagree with that because the game is still as intriguing and you can engage in the game the same way without the fighting. So I don't know why it's this way. I know that there's a a really bad relationship with the top of the Flyers management and like the way they're targeting fans. There's a like their season ticket holders, the, the relationship between management with the Flyers and their fan base is just disconnected right now. And I think that's one of the reasons why it doesn't feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to, I went to a game this year. They played Tampa, best team in the league at the time when uh, Tampa got there. And you're that right. It was a Saturday afternoon tilt, right? Uh, it was a Saturday evening. Okay. But it did feel very sterile in the place. The, the building almost feels sterile, if that makes sense, for a hockey game. Not as much for a the Sixers game. It feels like a rock concert in that place. I mean, it is constantly electric in there. But for the Flyers, it just feels a little sterile in that place. Like, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't have the electricity that a, a Sixer, it's same building, just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't. It does not at all. And I truly do believe it has something to do with the way that they're targeting their their fans. I mean, it's just not the way that it's supposed to. There is a big disconnect between long-life Flyers fans and the new era of management when it comes to that organization and, well, organization in the hockey world. It's something that I hate to see because I grew up going to all the games. It was crazy. It was loud. I mean, you would not want to play at the Wells Fargo Center. Now you go there and it's kind of eh. I would agree. 
in terms of... Yeah, people of, are not afraid to go play in Philadelphia. The atmosphere it's not that is scary of a place. Yeah, the atmosphere is definitely, definitely different. What did you think about... Now, the caller brought up a point about effort. I mean... He, I, he said, if, if the team gave us effort, fans will be there. And the way I look at that is, you're not wrong, right? I mean, if you work hard, people will respect that. People will show up. But that team that he was talking about, the team from two years ago that everyone knew wasn't serious, they had the record to say that they were serious. Whether there was effort or not, their record was involved. So you'll but In show other words, if- it's not the fan's job to decipher whether or not, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of the team, it's not your job to decipher whether or not you take the team seriously or not. Is that what you're? That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if the record is there, the support should be there, whether you think they work hard and give you effort or not. The fact that you'll show up with effort, no matter what, resulting in losses—that's crazy. Perfect to me. example: the process Sixers teams gave effort every night. They sure did. Right? They gave optimal effort every single night. They won 10 games, and people weren't going because, man, these guys really play hard. No, the team stunk, so you didn't go. It's like the whole Bobby Abreu. People didn't like Bobby Abreu because he looked like he was not giving effort, yet he was the best player on the team. There's some people that suggest that Bobby Abreu should be considered for the Hall of Fame, for God's sakes, yet... He wasn't beloved by Phillies fans because he didn't appear to be giving 100% effort all the time. Well, he just looked the way he did things was effortlessly. You know what I mean? Like, so Yeah, absolutely. I think Gene Segura is in the same way. I mean, people don't like Gene Segura because sometimes he doesn't run to first base. The dude hits 300. I mean, come on. The guy hits 300, but once in a while a baseball player won't run to first base. Are you serious? Well, Segura didn't end up hitting 300, by the way. Well, not this year. He hit 280. But, I mean, throughout the last four years, 319, 304, yeah. 300, 295. I mean, that's what he gives you. Right. And, well, and then he was perceived that he didn't hustle the ball, that McCutcheon got hurt on, which was, you know, all that nonsense. So, look, the whole concept, though, of that, of the effort that is given by the team is going to dictate whether I go to a game or not, rather than – their record again do you, the, do you think that that's flawed of course no i, I it's preposterous I know. in other <laughs> words that's suggesting you should have season tickets for the process sixers team but you don't show up for a phillies team that's a game out of the race in in the end of august correct and, and that makes no sense i mean you got to look at that team and, and to be fair you know, during that August run with that squad, it was abysmal. The one of the worst collapses ever. So at some point of August and September, I would understand not going, but there was a point way before okay, that. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this Bank question. Is any part of their uh, swoon, if you will, by the fact that when they went to their home ballpark that no one took them serious because the place was half empty? I mean, would they have played better had the place been filled and people were supporting them and, and, and getting behind them? Um, That's an interesting question. I would say no, though. I, I don't think that's the big difference or not. You know what I think, though, why people didn't show up? Gabe Kapler. I think people did not show up to that ballpark because they do not like Gabe Kapler. And if that was somebody else, if that was Charlie, if Charlie was the manager then, 
I think people would would have more people at least would have been in that ballpark over Gabe. And if that's the case, it's ridiculous. And I agree. And I'm not even a Gabe guy. And I agree. I was actually at the ballpark a lot that season, and I was disappointed with the turnout. And I don't like Gabe. I was there. Look, the game is not as popular as it used to be, and I'm concerned about the game long term, and this isn't helping. It's still more fun to go to the ballpark than watch a Phillies game at home. I mean, being at the ballpark is just different. You can feel the difference being there than watching the game. But you can make a case that, look, the way the TVs are now, summertime, outdoors, free parking, um, you can do whatever you want in terms of your own fridge. You have to be concerned, if you're baseball, about the economic future of this sport. Well, how come, then, they make way more money than they ever have made before with this scenario? That TV and things like that, I mean, that's what's bringing in all the revenue over people going. We just talked about 700000 every single home game. I mean, how are they making this much money if it's such a dying sport at the same time? Um, well, they have, you know, they don't have TV deals like basketball and football do, but they do have the regional networks, you know, really pump a lot of money. I mean, the Phillies make a fortune from NBC Sports Philadelphia and a lot of the baseball teams, while they don't have the best national deal, they have very good. Many of the teams have very good local deals with their television providers. So, that's where they're making a big chunk of their money is on those regional sports networks. You know, NBC Sports Philadelphia airing the Phillies games. What was the amount of money they got? It was a couple of years ago that they got. It was like the biggest, you know, one of the biggest deals in baseball that the Phillies got uh, in there. So that's where baseball is making more money now than they had made in the past because of those regional sports deals that many of these teams end up having. Not all of them. I mean, the Pirates deal isn't as good as the Phillies deal. The Brewers deal isn't as good as the Phillies deal. You know, not everybody has a deal like the Phillies and the Yankees and the Dodgers and, and those teams have. But that's how a lot of these teams have done so well. It's because of their regional sports network. So um, it was a... Well, let me ask you this, though. Go ahead. You it have was the a 25-year deal worth more than $2.5 billion that the Phillies got when they acquired the uh, opportunity to continue airing their games. Well, I was going to say, long-term for the sport of baseball, if they continue to rack in money like this, because obviously they are making way more than they ever have before, does it matter if people are in the stadium or not? Because if they're doing this well with the amount of people in the stadium now... Well, that's... Well, that, to, to quickly answer that question, interject. That's why they're able to say we can pay you half your salary because we have this backed up. But if we pay you more than that, we're kind of, you know, we're not seeing the forest through the trees here. If you want us to pay you your full salaries, we might be in some financial peril down the road. Right. Now, that makes sense, but I'm just thinking, you know, long-term baseball, pandemic's over, we're talking the next 10 years of baseball. If if the same amount of fans continue to go than the last two years, not just Phillies, I'm talking all of baseball, I still think that they will be in a fine spot even if they don't gain a bunch of fans or gain a bunch of support because over the last few years, they've been doing just fine financially. Yeah, I, but in my mind, baseball is at a crossroads before the pandemic hit. And now, how are the casual fans going to feel if the sport doesn't return because of, of, of money squabbles? Well, do you think the casual fan 
even really understands what's even going on or they thinking, oh, whenever baseball's back, I'll just turn it on. Like, if you're just a casual fan, I don't even think you know who Manfred is. I don't think you know who Blake Snell is, right? You're just like a casual, I'm going to turn it on and see baseball. So they might not even understand what's happening. Um, I don't know, man. I think there's enough publicity of the fact that they're squabbling over money that, yeah, the casual fan, I'm not talking about a non-sports fan. I'm just talking about a casual a sports fan who maybe doesn't watch day-to-day but still likes baseball or like, hey, okay. I'll watch for the playoffs or that kind of like, I would, I'm not a day-to-day hockey watcher, but I love the playoffs and I, you know, get passionate about watching the playoff games. But right, if, like you would know. Well, would, did you know before I brought it up that the MLS was going through a certain situation similar to baseball? Or did you not know that before I brought it up on the Broads lines the other day? That what? That the the MLS was going through the same situation as baseball with the contracts and the I did not. players union? You did not know that. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's some people with baseball that are the MLS to us is what baseball is to them. So maybe they don't understand exactly what's happening. Maybe, but baseball, I think some of those people, you can make an argument, Broads, that those people were fans in 94 and then just left. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There there was definitely people who did that. But maybe the steroid era kind of got them back onto it. What's going to be the steroid era of this situation? I don't know, but I will say this. Like, you know, I'm one of those people, like, I am not going to let the, like, something step in the way of me being entertained the way I want to be entertained, okay? Like, people, like, somebody texted in that they don't go to Flyers games because they took the Kate Smith statue down. Like, I would never allow that to make me not go to a Flyers game. I might say I don't like it, I was disappointed, but I'm still entertained by the product, so I'm not going to allow the belief of something I can't control dictate whether or not i'm going to go to the game or not i don't understand how people think that way right like, like what does that statue have to do with carter hardinette kevin hayes on the ice elaine vigneault in the room getting the boys going there's no correlation at all so don't hurt the players because of someone making a decision about a statue that you can't control right i mean like if i enjoy hockey and i want to go to a game i am in no way shape or form letting that decision step in my way I could just care less. I might say I hate the fact that the Flyers did that. But I'm not going to deter that from allowing me to be entertained by the current product. I just don't understand why people do that. And that's like with, in 94, they they, they locked the players out. They did not finish the season. And then people said, I, I'm never going to go back to baseball. Why? If that's 20 years ago, if it's on television and I'm entertained by it, I'm going to consume it. I don't care that in 1994... They ticked people off because they didn't finish the season. I might have been mad at that moment in time, but how has that deterred my life 25 years later? It, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it either, but I do know that back then there was something that sparked baseball back, and I wonder if there needs to be something in the next couple of years to kind of spark baseball back. Well, and that I don't was, know what it could be. That was right, the home run chase. And and right now, I don't think you can – you're not going to get the, the home run chase again because there's home runs every single uh, day 50 times a game. That's, they're, that's they're a good in a question. Tough spot. What is the thing that baseball – you know, what's a thing on the field that can excite you enough to say, I'm going to go back and watch baseball? I don't know, but they're not on the field, so we might never know. And if they don't get back on the field, will you care? 609 403
0973-609-403-0973. Sports Pass brought to you by the New Jersey Lottery. Anything can happen in Jersey, and the New Jersey Lottery encourages everyone to dream big. However, the lottery should not be played as an alternative source of income. Into South Jersey's number one sports radio talk show, The Sports Bash, with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN-FM. All right, Mike and Broads, Mike Gill, Hunter Brody, at Broads81, at Mike Gill Show. Follow us on Twitter. Keep involved in the conversation at 609-403-0973, 609-403-0973. Uh, a lot of conversation about... Uh, Baseball not uh, being able to get its act together, but more than that, just fans in general feeling uh, the ability to go back. Will they go back? Why you don't go? If baseball isn't played this summer, I could see a scenario in which the fans are welcome back next year, but they don't, you know, hey, we've got a full season. Welcome back. And ba- people are like, eh, you know what? I'll pass. I got other things going on. I mean, I think baseball should really be concerned about the NBA changing its calendar. Oh, no doubt about it. I think what what you're going to see is we talked about June and July being the months for baseball. They would normally have to go up against the Summer League. The Summer League, Mm -hmm. which still did a pretty decent job, I would say, because people are intrigued with those young stars. Now you're going up against the backstretch of the NBA regular season heading into the playoffs, and then the playoffs. You're, you're kind of doomed. Right. You're talking about a scenario where the NBA would start around December 1st or sometime in December and play their most meaningful games when baseball used to own that time. You know, you're playing into July. You know, the NBA Finals used to be like June 20th would be like the last day of the Finals, and then the NBA Draft would be that Thursday night. You would have the NBA Finals Game 7 on that Sunday night, and then the Draft on that Thursday night. And then baseball had the rest of, you know, that last week of June, all of July, and then into August up against, you know, football exhibition games. They're only being played really Thursday nights and like a, a random Sunday or a Saturday. Like, it's not like it's on every night. So baseball got all of July, all of August, and then September, they still have that because football is on in September, but it's Monday, Thursday, Sunday. It's not on during the week. So baseball now has a situation where if they don't play at all, next year when they come back, they're going to be up against everything. I don't know what they could possibly do, though. Like, I'm trying to spitball in my head. All right, if I'm baseball, is there a way that maybe I could change my schedule around a little bit? But I don't see how that's possible at all. Well, you're so tied to the weather. Right. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. That's a big problem for them is – like, even talking about moving their season into November this year, you can't play November baseball games in Minnesota. Yeah, but those November games would be late playoff games, World Series, no? Or am I wrong? Because I thought you could yeah. play that in a dome. You could play that in a dome neutral site. You wouldn't want to do that every year, but I'm just saying this year, specifically in November, that you can play. Right, but that's, not the, que- that's not the question you asked. You said, can baseball do something to move their schedule around? What well, are they going to do? What if they make it a destination place where – 
It's like the Super Bowl. You know, before the season, the World Series is going to be played no here way. in the Dome. No way. I'm, I'm just giving you the, the options. That's all. I'm not saying that's what they'll you do. You think that but... option would work? Like, I'm talking about long term to play a seven game World Series at a neutral site. Who's traveling for that? Well, what if it was LA? What if you're telling me you get to go to Los Angeles to go watch your team play in the World How Series? How many people are going to be able to travel for a, 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 over a week? to go watch their team play and afford tickets every single night to a game. You know how much it costs for tickets for one game? No, I'm, listen, I'm with you. That's why I just said I was spitballing in my head. What could they possibly do? Well, could they find a way to make it a neutral site? You're, you're laying out a great reason why they probably can't. I think it's just that an idea. If, out if there. baseball tried to do a neutral site World Series, they would get hammered. Well, they might have to do that for this year. For this oh, I think it's year. already planned, yeah, to for do it this, this year. For this year, maybe. But the question you asked was, could Long they term. adjust their schedule to try to – what are they going to do? There's nothing that they could – you're up against – the deeper you go into the fall, you're up against football. You can't start any earlier. It's too cold in too many places. It's cold when they start now in April. No doubt. So they have no window – to move up or back. They don't have a window to say, hey, let's start in February. Unless they wanted to say, hey, we're going to play regular season games at our spring training home for the first month while it's warm, and then after February, we'll start playing in our regular... I mean, even in March here, it's too cold. When they're playing opening day in March, it's too cold in most of the places. In the east, in the, in the east anyway, northeast, you can't play baseball here in mid-March. No, they no, you can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They are kind of stuck. And what do you do in that situation? How do you find a way to compete with the big dogs? I, I don't know. They're going to have to do something. But I wouldn't put it past this entire office here of Manfred and the rest of the MLB gang to do nothing and just continue the way that they've been doing it. Because let's be real. It's not like they're a smart bunch. Well, it's not that they're not a smart bunch. It's that they have a very powerful union that is sticking up for their players. Their union's doing the job that the players have asked for. The problem is somebody within the union might have to say, look, we understand you're trying to do what's best for us, but right now we might have to do what's best for the sport. I was just saying in general, not just this situation, but most situations. It's not like Manfred and MLB they, they normally knock it out of the park 90% of the time, and then sometimes they're, they're not wrong. a very progressive bunch. Yeah, not I at all. Agree, I can agree with that. Uh, Jeff Passan reported this morning that Major League Baseball discussions with owners have focused on a 48-game season. Yeah, Kind of sounds like a yawn to me. Yeah, I don't even like it, and it's going to take a lot for me not to like it. I do not want to see 48 games. 609-403-0973.